guess I'll just fucking do another holocaust <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Nitai, and I'm hijacking the shit out of this podcast <laughs> right now, and I have with me, Alex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I'm so unused, I'm so unused to this, I never have to actually have an introduction. And show. I put the ten in tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast brought to you by Interspecies Reviewers. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so without being around the bush too much, yeah, we're talking about ReZero Season 2 today. In case you weren't in the know, the first part came, just finished airing, and all of us are just sitting here waiting, just waiting for part two to come out in winter. And so we're going to talk about it and spoil the shit out of it. So if you still haven't yes. watched it, we, I mean, first we will talk about just a just quickly about season one, uh, but right after that, we're gonna spoil everything about what we have so far in the anime. Mm. So, I think that show should definitely start this because he was telling me before we started that he's been rewatching season one and he has some new thoughts about it. I Same. mean, I was just remembering old thoughts. Season one, I had a lot of mixed feelings about. I really didn't like the main characters, Subaru, Amelia. And the rest as well, but mostly those two. Did you um, like anyone? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I was re-watching it and uh, they made so many like meta jokes where it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to a new world. I need to do this. Oh my God, I'm the hero. I need to do this. And I'm like, this is such a boring joke. I don't know why you would make it. And they just keep making those jokes. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't really, a lot of the comedy that they tried to go for in season one, just I wasn't into it. Um, But, you know, in the second half of season one, where all the shit hit the fan, I was super loving it. Um, The dramatic parts of season one were obviously, for me, the best parts. I didn't like the comedy or the character building. Um, But, yeah, it was a mixed bag for me. But overall, I really enjoyed it because... Uh, you don't get that kind of drama uh, a lot in anime, and I thought they did the drama parts really well. So I was I left the show feeling good about it. Cool. Yeah, I, was, cool. I would say it certainly didn't do that kind of mixture of drama and like suspense at the time. I'd say there's been a few anime since then that have done that. I mean, I, probably the one that comes to mind most readily is Vinland Saga, but you can't compare. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would agree. Vinland Saga know. is better than ReZero, but... I mean, um, like, ReZero really is way shows. more dramatic, though. Like, you're not going to get the same thrills and, like, cliffhangers and, like, holy fuck, what the fuck is going on as ReZero. It's, they did that those parts really well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, season, Vinland season is more one, about, especially. Yeah, Vinland is more about just ending an episode and feeling like, oh this world fucking sucks. Rezero is way more about, you know, just giving you this adrenaline rush of a roller coaster ride, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, have any of you watched the director's cut of season one that they released prior to season two? I watched the last episode, the last scene that I was told to watch of the director's <laughs> cut, but not the whole thing. Okay. I Alex. wonder who told you to watch that. Was it me? I think it was you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 
because um, I I did watch the director's cut and sort of thought to myself because back when I did watch season one for the first time, it was I really enjoyed it. It was really cool. I just felt kind of yeah, this is dope. You know, I, it didn't get that much of a reaction out of me. But then the more I thought about it and more sort of let the show just kind of marinate in my mind, you know, I was like, oh, hold on a second. There's more to this than I first realized, uh, whether it be with Subaru's character and just kind of how the world sort of works, which is kind of like similarly, again, I guess to Vinland Saga, it kind of the world feels doesn't feel like it centers around Subaru. At least that's how I felt about it. And, and then when the director's cut got announced, I was like, yeah, fuck it, I, I don't mind rewatching it, it sounds cool. It was a good time, and then, yeah, the that last scene was pretty good, <laughs> and, yeah, I just, for the longest time, I felt, I felt like I do really like the show, it just kind of missed that one thing that just didn't feel like it, it was the, my, like, the best shit ever, you know, but I did really enjoy it. I will say, regarding the director's cut, I mean, yeah, I know that the animation is cleaner and the art is cleaned up really good. Um, and it looks probably... Well, I, that, it's not probably. It definitely looks better than it did when it first aired. Um, it looks about yeah, the same, honestly. There, there were a couple of seconds of additional footage that they added here and there throughout. But by and large, nothing was that different about it until you got to the last scene of the last episode. And even <laughs> then, like, by... like. That scene is pretty much the opening scene of season two, so it's not basically really... yeah. And I'm I imagine imagine if it had actually ended if season one had actually ended the way the director's cut ended, and we had amazing. to wait nearly five years for a conclusion. That would Honestly, be both shitty and amazing. <laughs> I don't. I think that would have been uh, perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, but it just it brings me back to that question of is it worth the wait, which is probably something we're going to ask ourselves near the end of this. Was all of this worth the wait? And we'll see. I remember everyone losing their minds, all the source material people losing their minds. It's like, oh, my God, I, if they actually said what uh, happened at the end of that scene everybody would be like losing their shit and i'm like i remember that too like everyone who read the the web slash light novel said that oh my god if they just went like two lines ahead everyone would have lost their fucking shit it would have ruined the show everybody would be uh, so angry and i'm like now that i know i'm like no i think that would honestly have been better if they just did that <laughs> i've been I, i'm and that's why i'm so happy i wasn't watching it weekly and being a part of that discussion yeah. it felt like super annoying with like a shit ton of light novel readers are just kind of, you know, I, I don't, not giving away spoilers, but you know, it's kind of like, th there's something about, you know, um, teasing anime only viewers in a way that kind of feels like, oh, okay, now you're expecting something that honestly you're not supposed to expect, you know? Oh, you mean source whores. Source whores. <laughs> Um, I, I the one thing I do on and we can move on after this. The one thing I definitely remember about uh, season one um, is that you know when it came out, I watched it week to week. Like I think just mm. about everyone on our podcast did at the time, um, except John because he fucking hates ReZero um, <laughs> uh, because he read I think the first the first volume or first two volumes of the light novel. I don't remember. Um, but he, he hates Subaru and he absolutely hates just the idea of ReZero. Um, but I, I remember watching that and it felt like 
it, it genuinely felt like a water cooler anime. Like it was the one where you had to watch it either, you know, the day it came out or very, very soon after even like an hour or two before it came out because you wanted to watch the new episode because you wanted to talk to everyone about it. And that yeah. was what was cool about it. That was to me the coolest thing about it was it was that thing. And, and this is this, this is an anime that started airing like very shortly after we started doing the podcast. So being mm. able to do that, that was like the first anime that we were all able to do that with and it was really fun yeah it lends itself really well to that because it has so many cliffhangers so it it gives a lot to talk about between week to week yeah agreed that's kind of the experience i had watching this first part of season two yeah Uh, which is which which I, i would like to say is something that a lot of anime lack these days that it lacks that ability to get you talking about it i mean yeah you can find seasonal anime that you love but then it's like okay, the episode's over, now I move on. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I know, it kind of depends, like, it's kind of a, on a case-by-case basis, I think. Because some oh, yeah, shows, sure. like, do have that, but it just in a different way. Like, I don't have a good example off the top of my head, but I'm sure that, like, a lot of shows that are more, I would say, like, let's, for, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe I'm wrong, but Made in Abyss might be that type of show, but in a more, like, kind of, oh, like, sort of, and sort of like building this puzzle of the world itself and figure out the theories about the world and you know what but it, which is kind of that but different to ReZero which is more but yeah. holy shit have you seen that I mean it's yeah it's the same concept just from like a, a different angle yeah um anyway let's move on to the actual uh, second season and start talking about it so the show was originally supposed to air back in so, uh, spring and it was supposed to be two cores, right? One after the other. And then COVID happened. And yeah. I mean, excuse me, excuse me. You mean a virus from an unspecified location. Exactly. <laughs> and just like a lot of other shows, ReZero got delayed, which was kind of a shame, considering we've been waiting for four or five years for this. Yeah, and four and a half, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I can hardly blame them because this was happening obviously. throughout the anime industry. Yeah, yeah. On, on it was surprising. Like honestly, it was surprising that like the small amount of shows that weren't "quote unquote" affected by it like still kept going. Like Kaguya Sama mm. and Sing Yesterday for Me and whatnot. Um. Yeah, like anyway. the five the five anime that were airing during the spring. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. So that was that got got pushed back to summer. And the second half was postponed to winter 2021, which we're all waiting for that. It's going to be a solid season, actually. But actually, funnily enough, while the second season aired, Alex, you you told me about it. It was either episode five or six. I can't re- remember where you said, oh, this episode onwards are all episodes that were kind of produced from home, you know? Yeah. Which um, it was, it's fascinating I, to me. I want to say it was episode five. I could be wrong about that. I know it was somewhere between episodes four and six where um, they started switching from, you know, working on the animation f- in the, the, the actual studio in their offices to having the animators work on the, the frames and such from home and kind of sending them all back and forth to each other. Yeah. Uh, and props to them. Cause I would have never, never like, guest it, it yeah, looked about I, I, the same honestly the same the same for me like it, it, without knowing i i don't think i could have to- told you that there was a big difference um mm-hmm. i show did you notice a difference no but i wasn't necessarily looking for one either hmm. 
That that's good sure. though. I mean, if you're not even looking for it and you can't tell the difference, that's probably because there isn't one. Yeah. All around, it's just like considering the the circumstances, I'm I'm like super happy without this this first uh, half turned out in terms of like the animation and production mm. as a whole because it's still fucking great. Um, yeah, and you you mentioned that that it's it's basically doing a split core thing, and that was even a, a, originally it was supposed to air just like the first season, twenty five yeah. episodes all in one go. But they announced like I I want to say it was like less than three weeks before it started airing in the summer. It's like oh yeah, by the way, this is going to be split in half. Which I think it's kind of important to stress because, like, we'll get to that. But I remember when the last episode of this core aired, some people kind of felt it was kind of underwhelming, but it 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 kind of made sense to me because, because like the 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 ideal situation was that the next episode would air a week later. You know, it wasn't supposed yeah. to be a big end of core episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can talk about that when we get to it. But it, it's also important to note that this is not entirely because of covid i mean yes this particular reason it's because of covid but it's kind of a trend we've been seeing in the anime industry even before the virus so i wouldn't have been surprised if even if the virus hadn't happened that this would have eventually been the outcome anyway oh yeah that, that's for sure that's for sure you're not wrong about that hmm. and some things i would like to note uh the op and ed are both awesome i <laughs> love both of them do you mean uh, the two or three times we got to see them yeah, I, I was so happy someone already kept track of that, that the OP played three times, the entirety of this core. I'm really glad <laughs> that mean, they uh, waited until they introduced all the characters to show the OP, because it had yeah. more impact that way. <laughs> they did. They did wait until they introduced, well, all the characters that are all in the, the OP, All the new characters, yeah. I mean... Because this is ReZero. They're, they're introducing a brand new character, like, every three episodes anyway. Hmm. Uh, I was trying to think if I had anything else to note. Uh... No, I that's pretty much it. It's it's ReZero. We're never going to actually see the OP and ED after like the second time. I mean, you might hear the music, but you're not going to see the, the visuals. Honestly, I, I, I'm so happy because I, I've been watching this score alongside a buddy of mine who is reading the light novels. And mm. it's been a really fun every time an episode ends to talk about what happened and how he feels about it because he's like you know coming and looking at it as an adaptation or whatever and it's really cool um I- i'm just really like i respect the shit out of them for like actually like squeezing as much content as they can into each episode. like most of these episodes are quite longer than usual like about 26 minutes or so and al- and also like again most of the time they cut the op and sometimes in the ed animation so they can have more time to, you know, squeeze as much content as they can into each episode. So yeah, there was at like, least four episodes that I counted, I think, that were twenty-seven minutes long. There was one yeah. that was twenty-nine, and there was one that was near, just shy of thirty minutes long. The first episode was like I think twenty-nine minutes or something. Yeah, twenty-nine minutes and like forty seconds or something like that. I'm like, you're and that's coming really up cool. on the half hour mark. Yeah, and that's really cool. I, I'm really happy with it that they're like, it, it, it never like and. The same goes for the first season, honestly, but it never feels like this is just a half-assed adaptation, you know. Yeah, yeah. I also, I also wonder, given the the you know extra long run times of some of these episodes, if these episodes that are running long are run without commercials on Japanese television. Mm, that's that's the thing as well. Like, I, I, I'm curious to see how they got to like get these extra minutes, considering it is like you know aired on TV first. 
It's yeah. Well, I don't know. It's interesting. Sometimes slots on TV aren't don't exactly conform to thirty minutes. So true. I guess, but you know, when you're consistently getting more than the usual twenty four minutes per episode, you know, in the count. And considering that a lot of wonder. anime in Japan airs on commercial television stations, I mean, that commercial money's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that because, like, major props to the production for, like, yeah. doing that. It just... Mm, it's, it's so also, shout good. out to the fucking VAs this season that did a banger. Shout out. To, oh, the fucking voice work in this season is amazing. Like, Can I just we'll, say, I, I mm, may find Subaru as a character very annoying, but Yusuke Kobayashi, who does his voice... My boy. My boy. My boy. <laughs> the 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 ability he has to go from happy, cheerful, you know, like uh, nothing's wrong, Subaru, to oh my god, I'm having a fucking mental breakdown, Subaru. <laughs> like yeah, in, uh, the, the, the ter- on, on a fucking dime. I mean, props to this voice acting, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean it's it's so fucking good. I mean, we'll touch on the voice acting as we go along this spoiler cast, but just wanted to give them a real quick mm. shout out at the beginning. But anyway, let's actually dive into what happened this core, because quite a lot happened. I mean, first of all, like that was there were talks of that before the season even started that this current arc is the longest arc yet in ReZero, uh, which like and the entirety love, of the season. I love that they, that's a really long arc. Yeah, you know? it's so good. It, it it that's the thing that surprised me the most how fucking good it is because while I didn't absolutely adore season 1, I, it is still really fucking good. So I wasn't expecting anything to blow it out of the waters in terms of like how like the scale and how much shit goes on. And it all starts with the the very first episode which like I know about you guys, but for me that 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 scene with Ram getting attacked by gluttony and greed was really fucking good. Yeah, it's not actually gluttony and greed. It's the archbishops. The archbishops, sorry. Yes. Uh, Which um, I am confused about. If the witches are dead, why do they have archbishops? And I mean, what are they doing? That's one of the mysteries. Yeah, we're still not really sure. Maybe it's well, like, I mean. You know, so Jesus has been dead for a long time, but there are, there are archbishops. <laughs> I guess. We'll we'll get into that because again, there's still a shit on mysteries in this series, which is really cool. I'm really enjoying how much we still yeah. don't know. I, I, I do I do like that um, this like the first scene from the I mean, assuming you didn't watch the the director's cut, the first scene of the second season basically picks up right where the first season left off, like yes. just mere mere seconds after that closing credits sequence in yeah. the first season. Which is such a, like, a, a, I absolutely love the Stark in scenes because the end of season one is really heartwarming and satisfying. And I absolutely love that final conversation between Amelia and Subaru. It's, it's great. I love it. It makes, it makes it go, ah. But <laughs> that that scene in the first episode of season two is so, it starts so, you know, cheerful and fun. And, you know, oh, it's just another hijinks between all of these characters. Oh, well, then they, they fucking drop the bomb on you with, oh, Nobody remembers who Rem is, which yeah. Well, it's like I, they, uh, they've just they at the end of the first season they've just gotten done defeating Beetlejuice. It's been a hectic climactic battle, and like everyone, it, it's over, and everyone's going back to Crucia's Manor, and it's like ah, oh, a sigh of relief. We've fucking done it. We defeated the White Whale. We we killed Beetlejuice. We're all going back psych. to have some much needed rest, and then fucking psych. 
<laughs> Honestly, and, I was more confused than like, uh, pumped. like tense about it because I'm like, mm. I don't understand. Why don't you remember? But they explain. <laughs> they explain. Yeah, but it then later the following the episode, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just that say that these really archbishops good. that do show up, I have a feeling because they show up in the first episode. We have not seen them since. No, nope. um, I have this, <laughs> this sneaking suspicion that they are going to, they're both of them are going to end up like Elsa was in the first season where she shows up in like the second or third episode. And then you never see her again for like 20 more episodes. Yeah. I, I kind of have a feeling like that, but probably by the way, those designs are fucking great. I love Greed's design, especially. Well, yeah, they were pretty I, cool. That's one thing that ReZero gets right, is it's very unique character designs. Yeah. It yeah, they do really have a lot it. of good character designs. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, going from season one that we watched like four years ago to season two, um, I lost a lot of hype for the show. And then going into season two, I was not as excited. And the first few episodes of season two did not get me excited. But really, yeah, I was. I well, actually, also I because I did agree. watch. I did watch the director's cut before season two, or I watched the scene that was supposed to be like intense, the REM scene, before a season two started airing. So that wasn't really a big surprise to me. And there was really nothing in the first few episodes that really made me uh like what the fuck is going on it was all just very uh generic um so but like as it went on like maybe like midway through i finally you know remembered how good re-zero was and Mm. yeah so it took like it took like at least five or six episodes for me to like get back into it i i I completely agree with him by the way like Mm. It took it took like at least half, I'll say a quarter of the way through the second season because this is half a season. Um, it took at least until episode five or six where I'm, I, I feel like those first five or six episodes, there's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of there's a lot of dialogue and enor- there's an enormous amount of dialogue in this half season. So I want to so I want to touch on that. So like a while back when the season started coming out I think Sho and I talked about it in a, in a different dis- Discord call, and I, like we talked about how much we missed this show. Honestly, like yeah. there's a f- like it just this show has this like so- like something about it that just grabs you and doesn't let you go until the ride's over. And I, I appreciate that honestly. And, and for me, from even though I watched that scene like in the director's cut, the moment like. The, the scenes that followed got me so excited immediately, whether it was the introduction of Greed and, and uh, Gluttony, which was already was like, oh, wait, shit, what? And then, like, the following uh, conversations between Rem and, uh, not Rem, uh, Subaru and Amelia, and that, that first, like, suicidal death that Subaru pulls in the first episode, I was like, okay, let's fucking go. I have no clue how they're gonna fix this. I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do. And then the other thing that sort of kept me both kind of hesitant, but at the same time really, like, kind of excited, was for the first three to four episodes, except for that one scene in um, in the first episode where Subaru commits suicide, he doesn't die. Which... Yeah, there's, so, like, yeah, the first five or six episodes, there's a distinct lack of death. 
which I'm super okay with. It just, there was so much time to let the characters, like, sort of discuss the situation for Subaru to, like, sort of internalize what the fuck's going on and what is he supposed to do. There's so much, like, exploration of, like, different and new characters, mm. uh, like Frederica, which is, ah, oh, fucking Frederica, I love her. And, um, <laughs> like, you know, the sanctuary and it's the entire politics that goes into that. There was so much to do and see that I, I was really happy like i really enjoyed that there wasn't any deaths deaths at first it was like I you know like, it's like i i felt like it was a great change of pace i feel like if there had been an enormous amount of deaths and him doing his whole like revival thing i think that would have been way too confusing on top of all of the exposition and dialogue that was going on in those episodes so and it would have it's lessened a really the good thing that they didn't do it yeah and i feel like it would have lessened like the real fuckery that goes on in the mm second half of this like core it just yeah especially considering how many times he dies in the second yeah. half yeah i so yeah i appreciate the restraint in the first few episodes there, because there were parts in that second half of this half season uh where i was like am i watching the endless eight is this haruhi <laughs> so, so speaking of the sanctuary we get to see a whole new bunch of bunch of characters uh we i mentioned frederica before which personally I really dig her design and her whole character thing, like being half a beastman, but that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also got uh, we also got Bakuga, <coughs> sorry, uh, Garfield. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what do you guys feel cat. about Garfield? I mean, he's angry boy. <laughs> ten out of ten character design. Other than that, oh, I really liked his voice actor too. Yeah, um, he's great. But yeah, he's he's a general he's like a pretty minor character, but I did enjoy him. I enjoyed how much of a wild card he tends to be in between different loops, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. is he going to be is he going to be helpful? Is he going to try and kill Subaru? Is he going to be yeah. like fucking mysterious? Who knows? It it's so cool to see like cuz again, it, it all like sometimes it the show at least in season one it sort of feels like okay so Subaru just needs to die enough times for him to figure out how everybody's going to respond and this and that and whatever but then you you and there's even more characters we'll talk about Ros- Roswell in a bit but then you introduce a character like Garfield that the more uh, Subaru dies the more like the witch's scent sort of grows on him and then Garfield's more suspicious of it I really like that dynamic between the two yeah, I really, that's one thing I really like about ReZero is that they have very nuanced and complicated character motivations. Like, a character mm-hmm. is not just, like, you know, one quirk. Like, they have goals, they have values, they have morals, and those goals, values, and morals are going to affect how they react to certain situations. And ReZero really uh, accentuates uh these different reactions and shows how like the small minor changes and how you act are going to elicit different reactions from different people. And you can see that a lot with Garfield. So I definitely really enjoyed all the different uh, ways uh, Subaru was able to interact with Garfield. By the way, uh, he is the the guy that does his voice is also the same guy that does Bakuko in MHA. (laughs) Not Yeah. That's why I said, yeah. Also it's Nishinoya from Haikyuu. Yes. My boy. My anyway. boy. <laughs> but I want to talk about, at least for me, she's my new favorite character from the show. Uh, can we talk about Echidna for a bit? Mm. <laughs> listen, listen, boy. Mm, yes. Boy, let me tell you something. There's only one Echidna. There's only room for one Echidna in my life, and he's red and has fur. Sorry, what? What? Knuckles. 
from Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. He's an echidna. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Fuck you. That was a good joke. Have you seen? I don't know if I linked it before. Have you seen that one like figure they released for echidna? Yeah, you mean the one that you're going to be a degenerate and buy? Um, I already purchased it. Oh well, you are a degenerate. <laughs> Welcome to the party. <laughs> Echidna is my new favorite character from this show, and I will not apologize for that. She's the best. (laughs) Echidna, voiced by fucking Kishot from Monogatari. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, when Subaru first encountered Echidna, that was when I started, like, being like, you know what? I'm getting into this. I'm starting to like this season. You know, I'm missing ReZero. Because I really really like their dynamic. And just like Mm -hmm. Garfield, I like that Echidna has like a complicated set of interests and goals and like you can tell that she's trying to get something but you know it's a really interesting way they did the conversations with her and Subaru whenever she shows up she brings in so much charisma and intrigue into this show and it's so fun to have to see all the scenes with her because just like you said, whenever every time she's on screen it it just go I'm just going to this like mode of thinking of what is she thinking about? What is what is she trying to get out of this? Like, what what's what's really going on here? You know, I'll tell you and, exactly what she's thinking about. She's trying to think, how can I get Subaru to drink my piss again? <laughs> what is it with anime and butt what, fluids no, and ja- drinks? Fucking really, what is it? Japanese people and piss drinking in JoJo's. It was funny because yep. it was a prank. What the fuck is up with you people? Seriously, get some. Stop it. Get some help. I, when when the core was airing week to week, I remember in in different server. I mean, there were some people were like, "Oh, I wonder if the show is trying to be uh, to subvert our expectation and like the witches are actually good people that the world ridiculed or something, and they're like good characters as a whole." And I'm like, "I don't know about Wait, that. How? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what yeah, are you talking I, I, about? She's literally I, in I, all black. Exactly." <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. What, I felt like like an insane person reading reading all these threads. I'm like, uh, no. Just because but... she's not like maniacally laughing old hag doesn't mean she's not trying to fuck <laughs> hey, you hey, over. Hey, 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 she's not a hag. I mean, she's. I'm just saying, just because she's not. <laughs> but she is old. <laughs> doesn't I mean... matter. It doesn't matter. She's age is just a number that oh, goes both ways. My... Oh my. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, uh, no, no. This is this is what we call character growth show. I've been trying to convince him of this for years, and he's finally said it. No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the biggest one of the big, like the uh, I guess, sort of the obstacles in this arc so far is the actual trials, because as mm. we know, all of the people of the of the Roswell uh, realm, they're sort of like trapped in the sanctuary because. Uh, Emilia needs to go through these trials in order to set them free from the sanctuary as well as the beastmen who are in there. Now, I don't know about you guys. Like, okay, so we talk about how Akina elevated the entire show the moment she stepped in. But mm-hmm. I think one of my... It might be my favorite scene in the entire series so far. It Like, there's there's another one that, that might be that, that one. But that 
scene of like the first trial, the face your past trial that Subaru faces. My God, that entire episode. Ah, uh, I loved incredible. it. Incredible, it was so good. That, yeah, no, I loved it. That episode, I there's I there's no. I told my buddy, there's no reason a fucking isekai should be this good. I mean, there's no reason. You're right, but yeah, that that entire episode is number one. It's full of some great one-liners, but number two, yes. it's it, it's just it's great actually seeing uh Subaru's parents because typically in an isekai you never even see the character's parents because they're all these fucking shut-ins of course he was kind of a shut-in too um a shut-in and their that parents aren't out. even like really a part of their life yeah but and what what great characters they are dude yeah um mm-hmm. what was like, it? oh like the father oh I, I was gonna say like the the cool thing about this is it's you're seeing all of this because it's recreated with Subaru's memories, right? That's part of the trial. It's sort of like it's not real, but yeah, it is. It's like I love Akina is using his uh-huh. memories as sort of so a template to that means this. that means that what you're seeing is is 100 percent biased because it's only taking Subaru's account of his parents into yeah. into consideration. I don't. 100. I never thought of it that way, honestly. It's. It's this is the how Subaru remembers his parents. It's not necessarily what his parents are like. But that's right. That's what that's what I mean. It, it's 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 how he sees his parents, not I, how they actually are. I did really like how they didn't like spell it out that this was um, the trial at the beginning because yeah, I, it exactly. was because I was confused as whether this was the trial or if this was a flashback. Or mm-hmm. what this was, and I did really like that they didn't spell that out because there was a part. There, I, I it, you, I wonder if you guys thought this dude. There was a part of me that thought, did someone actually just send him back to the fucking real world just to yeah, show same. him what he's missing? I, I, I thought of that. I, I thought of a that little, for a second. A little bit of me thought of that, but I mostly thought it was a flashback. Because I still what? think I, I obviously we don't know how it's going to end. I still yeah. think though that this is how ReZero is going to end. Like he's going to finally do whatever the fuck he wants to do in this world. He's going to save all the people he wants to save, and then boom, he's going to go back to the real world the moment after he left. So I mean, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ignore his comment because wow, <laughs> it's bullshit. Uh, uh, wow. Let's just I want to I want to touch on oh like what a fucking great characters both his parents are. Mm-hmm. I loved every second of their interactions with him, and there's so many like the conversations between them were so was so like powerful to me. Like that one last conversation between Subaru and his mother, where she pretty much tells him. We haven't brought you to this world for our sake. It's we brought you to for this to this world to like for your sake, for you to be happy, and it's like, just I, I, that scene hit me pretty hard, and then like, it's just such a great interaction. But also, like the conversation he has with his dad, like he keeps nagging about, about, hey, is there a girl you like? Is there a girl you like? And then the moment Super remembers both Amelia and Rem, it's like, okay, I know what I need to do. I know like where how i need to progress in order to like you know just save the people i love you know just so many good conversations in that episode and honestly the best part of that whole episode was at the end where echidna was like with all these loving and beautiful conversations she was like you really thought those were your real parents you really thought your real parents would be that nice to you you idiot and I was I like, oh, yes, the kid, uh, slap him in the face. And I, I hate Subaru. That's what she meant. That's exactly what she meant. No, like, uh, the, what I got from that, that she recreated that, like, that sort of, like, 
I guess, uh, memory world was she was like as accurate as possible. So they would act as his parents are. I don't think she was trying to fool him into, oh, your parents weren't actually that nice to you. I think the episode was going for, yeah, those are his parents. And I guess like, like, I, and I like that. I like that. They like how they sort of treated him and it wasn't, no, no, no. it wasn't. I, she was, recreating, no, no, I, I, she was recreating what Subaru wanted his parents to be. So in to, to Subaru, he would believe that those are his parents. And then at the end, she's like, mm. you know your real parents would not act like that. Like, this is what you think That's that they not would what act she said. Like. She said. She said, you know, this wasn't real. So they actually don't, don't like, you didn't actually interact with them like that. And that, that's why it was kind of like a tragic sort of farewell because he said all these things to them that he never had the chance to say in real life. And while he did sort of like get to sort of get closure for himself... He never did that in real life. And that was the sort of the sad part of this episode. He never got to actually say goodbye to his parents and actually make amends with them about, like, his his past and how, like, you know, whatever happened. I'm pretty sure... Sh- well, in my memory, she either directly or indirectly said that your parents would not be that nice to you. But either way, um, I hate Subaru for not acknowledging that those are not his real parents. He was like, I don't care that they're not real. I said what I wanted to say, and I'm happy with that. I'm like, bitch, who are you lying to? Just like accept. He wasn't the- lying. He, he, he like faced the trial and he passed it. That no, was the whole but why point. are you happy that you like have closure with your parents? You don't have closure with your parents. You never said these things. He's to your not parents. happy about the closure. Yes, He's like he happy is. about like not. Uh, I just like like a I like. Then again, I, I watched the episode twice, but it has been a long time ago, so you might be right about him remembering wrong, but I am 100% sure that it wasn't like that. Um, like, I do... Like, I... The impression I was under that is that she was trying to recreate it as realistic as possible, so, like, he might feel like it, it is. Like, real life or whatever. That's A. I, I really think that's just how his parents were. I and B, I don't mm-hmm. think, like... Like, he was sort of, like, I don't have to say happy, but, like, it wasn't fake closure to him, you know, if that makes sense. It it does it, it wasn't fake for him because, okay, he sort of, like, he faced how he was right before he was transported to this world, which was a pretty kind of shitty person, to be honest, in some aspects. It's like, okay, this is how I was, like, this is... I need to, like, just fucking grow up, you know, and, like, take responsibility for all the things I need to fix in this world right now. Or whatever. I don't... I don't... I don't know. It just felt like a very sincere and, like, heartfelt episode and real, but you know? I don't like, think there was a shred, shred of, like, like uh, uh, skepticism about it. I don't know. I just am not okay with that kind of personality. Because, first of all, your problems are not just your own, Subaru. Your problems are also with your parents. So how can you move forward without having both parties involved? Like, I don't understand how because that... Because he can't go back. Yeah, knows no, he, he can't, can't go back, so he can't move forward. So I don't understand... But he is moving forward. Yeah, because, I don't know, understand kinda... why. Because he shouldn't be able to. Anyways, I don't like Subaru's eh. stupid-ass character. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the whole point of the episode! He's growing up! Okay. No, because he's being delusional, and he's interacting no, with fucking it's not mirages talk to his and parents. illusions. No. And he's talking no, to himself that was the... when he should be talking no, to the, the people point. around him. <laughs> that's the point of the entire trial, to like face him with his past and confront him, him with the problems that he caused yes, in the past. I understand that is the trial that you're supposed to find closure. But when you realize that it is an illusion, I don't think you should still have that closure. 
Because that makes no sense to me. If I was still in if, that fucking world, it's not like he can go back at the flick of a wrist. What do you mean? Yeah, he, I know. He, can't, just, he like, can't go back, but you have to live with the fact that you made mistakes and you can't make up for it. You can't go back he, to your parents. But he and you can't. is. He is. He's not, he's not apologizing for the person no, who was in the past. No, but he's perfectly happy with it. it. No. He shouldn't be happy with it. I don't know if it. he's... No, it's he not was about smiling being and being like, "Oh yeah, I have no problems." At the end, I'm like, I'm "It's not fine. about it's not about being just happy. It's about like you know facing who you were, sort of making amends with it and realizing, okay, I was this person. It's just a part of who I am. I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna grow like the okay, more listen, I, I keep going." <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that it, when he was told that it was an illusion, it is not normal for him to be like, "I don't care. I'm happy with this." It's normal for him to it's, be like, "Was it? Shit. I don't care." He did. He, he wasn't perfect. He disregarded it. He wasn't nonchalant it. about it. He no, was. He yeah, he would blew it, it off. Fucking watch the episode again, <laughs> right now, right now. Oh my god! I just want to say, Super's mom's kind of a milf. No. Okay. Please leave. <laughs> We are forty minutes into this episode. And we haven't even scratched. The, uh, okay, let's let's keep going. Uh, so, I'm just gonna touch on that because we still don't know shit. But Amelia has something going on with her, and it's kind of worrying, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, it's obvious if, if the first trial, because she's going through the trials too. It's, it's the only first, the first trial. If the first trial is about facing your past, it's very obvious from Amelia's reaction to not passing the first trial that she has had a very something very traumatic has happened to her in the past that she can't get have, over. Have you guys watched a I think it's called Frozen Bonds OVA they released? No. Fuck no. So um okay, so first of all it is pretty good and it doesn't answer but it does like it does give me a bit of an idea what could have possibly happened in her past. But even still like I don't know like Probably something really traumatizing. Like, I don't know. I'm not Probably surprised. something traumatizing? Do you see this girl having a conniption fit? I mean, she looks like the witch, so I'm not surprised that she has a traumatic past. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the other... So, like, one half of this season is very obviously the sanctuary and going through the trials of Echidna, and all that's great and dandy and nice. But the other half is the mansion attack. Now, I don't know about you guys, but the moment Elsa stepped in was a really just a fun surprise to me. I, yes. I was really happy to see her. I mean, my... I was just like, fuck it, who are you? Bring back my waifu. It was so fun to see her come in and just fuck everything up yes. for everyone else. It was such a... I absolutely love the chaos she brings with her. I love I, Elsa. I had, to, I, had, I had to go back and it's like, <coughs> I know you were in the first season. <laughs> But I don't okay, remember I don't, what you did. I don't blame you, Alex. And this it is was for this only is one that episode. Happens. This is something that has happened multiple times now with ReZero, where a character will be introduced and then they'll go away for for many episodes, double digit numbers of episodes, and then they'll come back as if they were only gone for five minutes. I'm kind of okay with that though, because again, like we established, we already established that this world, like Subaru, is not the center of this world. There's so many people going on with their different agendas and their different motives, just doing their own thing. I mean, do you like? Do you do you remember Reinhardt? Like he has his own agenda going on right now. Do you remember Felt? Like that thief from the first season. She she's running to be a queen or whatever. Don't remind me that these good characters had no screen time in the season. There's a lot of shit going on, girl. 
Yeah, that like there's so much shit going on. Exactly. Like, I mean, I know you're upset about it, Alex, but fucking Felix Nyanya, she she appeared. He, I guess, she <laughs> appeared. She, excuse me. Wow, did you just assume his gender? Oh my god. He appeared for for only about a, an episode and a half. Because I know, he literally two episodes. And right. he was this a bitch. Sucks. Fucking also, bitch. also, what a fucking lost crush is. That made me so upset. That right? Kind of, fucking yeah. the best girl from season one. Fuck all of you out there. I will defend this to my fucking dying breath. A kid is from season two. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was such a bummer to see crush like, oh, what's, what's good? Who are you? What's going on? It's like, ooh, especially like coming off season one she's such a this like she's such a badass and what a strong character and she is so ambitious and it's so great and now she's like just scared and frightened because she knows she doesn't know what the fuck is going on around her and felix's reaction to having to deal with this is fucking heartbreaking <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's, I'm telling you, I, all these people out there that say Felix is gay because he's a trap, fuck all of you too. Felix has got the hots for Krush. Sure. So anyway, back to the mansion attack. Uh, a, a lot of shit going on in the mansion. So, I mean, this is people, where people dying start dying right, a lot. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely like and I, like back to us. I love her introduction, reintroduction, I guess, of, of Subaru going back to the mansion, being saved by Beatrice, not saved, but, like, approaching Beatrice, and then Elsa just walking into a library, like, it doesn't matter. Oh, and I just, love her. Oh, it's such cool. a, oh, her characterization this season was so on point. It, they just reminded you why she's terrifying. The only, the only thing that was missing was her hands on her hips going, mm-hmm, baby, I'm back. <laughs> snap, snap, clap, bitch. Snap, snap, slice, bitch. Anyway, uh, speaking of Beatrice, her role in this season was, I don't know about you guys, but I was not expecting this show to get me to care about a lolly crying, you know? I still didn't care. But I, I thought suppose. it was a good scene. I really liked the... <laughs> I suppose. You're funny. I really liked the, the dialogue uh, scripting, but I, I still don't care about her. One of the things like, I loved about sure. Beatrice this season was, I mean, it, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah, um, was the scene, I think it's like two or three deaths after this for Subaru, where he goes back to the mansion and she kind of, he, he knows that the book that she's reading is full of blank pages. And he, she's like, just fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and then, did you and think that was funny or like heartwarming? Or no, what? I thought, I mean, the, the, heartwarming. My, my, my way of saying it was a little crass, but no, I actually thought like she's like, just fucking kill me. I'm tired she of waiting. I'm tired oh, of living okay. this life. I just want some fucking closure. And, it's like, and then the, these characters, these like these characters do this right, where they have these this ability to live for either forever or for very very long periods of time. And you think like as a human, that's it kind of sounds good at first glance, but then you think about it for more than five minutes, you're like, this is horrible if you would live for hundreds and hundreds of years because eventually the, you'd get fucking depressed as hell because there's nothing else to do. The brilliant part on that whole like storyline that I really, really adore is near the end of the core when 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 Subaru questions Echidna about Beatrice and like, what's up with that? And she's like, oh, I don't even remember. I just told her to wait. It's like oh. all of that because she was because Akina was just curious to see what would come out of what what would come up with that. 
Hmm. It's just so just that's like twist of the knife with that. It's, from, oh. Yeah, from what I remember, it's not that she didn't remember; it's that she never knew in the first place. Yeah, she never yeah, knew. Yeah. She just wanted to see what would happen. Exactly. Because yeah, I she's love not that, a good though. person. I yeah. mean, yes, but I still love it. I love that she's like, hmm, I don't know what you're gonna find out. I don't know who you're gonna choose. It, that that and and absolutely love that turn of like it's not even a turn for a character. It just uh, because from the get go she's like, yes, I'm the witch of greed. I want to know everything, and that entails yeah, I want to know what would happen if I tell this like person to just wait for someone to show up, and I don't even know that person exists. It just I, I just want to see what what's gonna happen. That 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 whole aspect of her is so fascinating to me. It's so and it's. And and it's so like fascinating as well because for Subaru it's sort of a betrayal because the other we're jumping ahead because I just yeah like we're we're been going on for a while now and I want to get going with this but the other I think also one of my favorite scenes in the show so far is the return by death scene with Akina like we we by this point we were accepting the fact that Subaru cannot discuss his ability with anyone otherwise. Mm-hmm. People suffer. Like, season one nailed that pretty hard. That's like, no, you cannot discuss it with anyone. Like, people die. Shit goes down. Like, it, it's not a good idea. Yeah. And then it also Akina physically sort of, harms Subaru. Yes. And the moment Akina is like, try me. And he and he says return by death. That first time he, he says it out loud was like... <gasps> Honestly, it I, for, wasn't... That was a powerful scene. It wasn't... I didn't really get a big impact out of it, personally. You didn't get a of him just fucking breaking down because it's the first time he can actually like share his pain with someone. No, I'm sorry. Listen, you can only really? watch Subaru cry too many times where it's like, okay, boy, just dry your eyes and get over yourself. Okay, you wait, let me ask you a like question. Like it was earned that scene. Let me ask you a question, Nita. Do you care about like? Do you root for Subaru? Yeah, I okay, do. Okay, so you I root for Subaru. To... I don't. So I don't, I don't care. either at this point. <laughs> what? Why? Why because don't you? Like, why don't I? Because he's an asshole. He I hate him anything. so much. Like he has grown. That's the whole point. He's not a good person, especially in season one. That was the whole point of trying this like picture of, yeah, you're not gonna do well if you're just gonna be plucked plucked into this different world. You're not. This is not how it's gonna work. That, and that was the right. whole point of season one. This like character study. And you're now right, we get into right, season right two, and that. it builds on that. You're you're one hundred percent right about that. My issue with Subaru and I show let me know if you feel the same way is that like he's a character who from the outset thinks a lot with his emotions, and it's funny because even during this season, there's a scene I forget who is saying this to. It may have even been Echidna now that I think about it. That um, where he says that I'm someone who likes to think sh- uh, my shit through before I do it. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, you don't. If that were true, you wouldn't have died half as many times as you did. I it's mean, because you lead with your heart and you wear your emotions on your sleeve. He does wear his emotions on his sleeve, but he's trying, like, he's make, like really trying his best to, like, figure things out, like, before making a move. I mean, do we need to talk of, discuss how many times he's, like, sitting back trying to figure out how everyone's reacting to the current situation and then like knowing in his past life like what happened building on using that knowledge to keep moving and progressing forward i mean yeah he definitely does that because he's learning what to do every time he dies i would hope so i would hope that he would learn something he is an emotional person to his core that's very true and i think that's why and i think that's why like 
I mean, we, we still haven't talked about it, but Roswell is such a great, to some extent, I don't know if to say villain or antagonist, but a force of nature in the show because he knows Subaru is a very emotional person and he used that to manipulate the situation f- to, like, you know, in some way aid Subaru, but kind of on the back of, backs of other people that Subaru is really trying to help, you yeah, know? I, yeah, I love By the way, that, that whole reveal yeah. with Roswell... That reveal uh, was great. That was so no, good. first of all, it was great. Saw it coming 30 episodes ago. You, wait, you, did you? You knew wait. that Roswell was... Pre- knew that okay, yeah. Subaru had returned he, by death? I, I knew I knew or that to Roswell, some extent that power. I know that I know that from from the very beginning, like very shortly after he was introduced in season one, I knew he knew way more than he let on that he did. Okay, but did you know that he knew that not necessarily a turn by death? He doesn't know that, but to some extent, he knew that Subaru is capable of going back or like sort of, you know, have that capacity. That's the twist, though. I mean, maybe not. Obviously, 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 Roswell had a lot going on because back in season one, we had that one scene where it's like, yeah, I'm going to murder that dragon that's like a part of the kingdom or whatever. Like, obviously, yeah. the dude's up to something. Oh, but yeah, for sure. The reveal I mean... that he was aware to some extent that Subaru has the the capability of going back and like messing with the with like events to that extent. I think that's a big deal. I mean, personally, I don't think he knew necessarily that he was doing the whole um I mean, I mean, I don't think I didn't think back then that he knew that Subaru uh, was doing the return by death thing. I do think from the very from very <laughs> early on after he's introduced that he was one hundred percent pulling strings. Yeah, the he's scenes. clearly very shady. Yeah, to some extent, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, the biggest um, like what the fuck about the Roswell re- reveal was that first of all that he would kill his own maids i didn't expect that yes um second of all that he seems he's sort of he has obviously some connection with the witch of envy greed greed i think envy the one who gave return by death the witch agreed the one no that's that's envy return by death i think he has uh some connection with the witch of envy um and it seems like he went through what subaru is going through um, I don't know about that. I don't know I about that, but like that he acts like he knows a lot about it, and he, but like yeah, the because biggest... it's written in the book. That's the whole thing. It's written in his like. But he also he also seems like he understands the pain of it. Yes, and that's like he's such a good contrast to Subaru because like yeah, just just be like me, abandon everything, just just and set your mind to this one goal and abandon everything else. It's like is this really dark reflection of who Subaru could become if he loses sort of his shreds of humanity, mm-hmm. which I is love. It, but I also, yeah, is it possible that oh, Rosewall <laughs> is from the real world as well? I would say that's definitely possible. I'm getting those vibes. Um, because people yeah. kept people keep mentioning th- this number comes up a lot during this first half of the second season 400 years ago i'm thinking that maybe rosewall is someone who was from the real world that was brought into this world 400 years in the past maybe maybe um, i don't know I, yeah also i, I like mm-hmm. that he revealed that he is the one who also like hired elsa and uh, the other chick and also is pretty much behind most of the events of the prior season with oh, the Mobbies and hiring Elsa in the first episode. Else as well? Pretty much, he, he like not every like he wasn't behind the witches' cult thing and the the whale in the first season. But he, I mean, he hired he he, he revealed that he hired Elsa and uh, what's her name, my uh, Maylene. Oh, I don't know, that would make sense. Name. 
that he, Miley. he just you, were, you hired uh-huh. both of them in this arc oh so and it would make it, sense if he hired them before as well for the other things. yeah because oh. he's trying to like push Subaru in that a certain direction sense. and Mm-hmm. And, and I love what he's trying to do because that leads into even more just fucking awesome scenes because I don't know about you, but that scene, seeing Emil, Emilia, not Cyphala, seeing Emilia fucking lose her mind when Subaru is back and that, that fucking kiss of death scene was really fucking cool. I really li- like that scene. Because the whole point is Roswell trying to like isolate... Emilia and make her depend on only Subaru. That was like that's the entirety of his plan, and I like seeing in like that the show actually shows you what like obviously what happens in one, some of the timelines when it does go wrong, and Emilia just reminds break and mm. she's like yeah she's obsessed with Subaru. Well, I and mean, the great the great thing uh... about it the great thing about it is that especially with Rosewall, is that he's forcing Subaru to make a choice. He's forcing him almost to realize that he cannot save everyone. He has to choose. Someone has to die, like for reals this time. And he cannot Mm -hmm. save both the people at the mansion Mm -hmm. and the village and the people in the sanctuary. I'm not entirely sure if if that's actually going to turn out like that, but I do like that he's doing that. Um, It was also really surprising for me that, like, Roswell would go to all these extents to, like, just push this one schmuck Subaru who's, like, nothing um, to want to protect Amelia. Um, So I thought that was cool, too. And Mm. I wasn't aware that this was going to be a split core, honestly. So I was really concerned when it was nearing, like, episode 12 and 13 or how many episodes there were. I'm like, there are... And there wasn't an closure. Yeah, there was, like... I'm like, there's all these problems. Like, it's not going to get solved. And then when they reveal Roswell, I'm like, okay, it's not solving it, but everything is connecting. And I'm seeing the main problem is establishing and, like, everything makes a bit more sense. I'm like, okay, I have enough closure to wait for another three months or whatever until we get the next season. So that was a good way to end the season. And the brilliant thing is this whole arc is just, is pushing Subaru to this like, well, can you really save everyone? And honestly, I really don't know how they can, like how this arc will like, you know, sort of close itself all willy nilly. I really don't know how this arc can like sort of have a, closure where everyone is saved you know i do really i'm really curious to me yeah i do really Mm -hmm. like how complicated this like problem i guess is compared to the previous problems because the previous problems were very one-dimensional like there was one bad thing that you have to stop and that's like yeah it's it was and he went to so much extent to just stop one bad thing and now there's like like all these bad all things, like, all down. these multiple things that are all happening at once, and they're all like really hard to stop by themselves. But now they're all happening simultaneously. So yeah, I'm really excited to see how he figures that out. Um, whether it is sacrificing one for another, or whether it is you know trying to save everyone, as I'm sure Suru will want to do. Yeah, it's, it's it's like you say. Yeah, it's like you say. In in the first season, you had like three major issues that were worked on, but they weren't all worked on simultaneously. Like the first few episodes, it was uh, Subaru gets in this world, he has to figure out how it all works and find a, a way for himself to you know get by. And then we have the fucking white whale. We deal with that, and then we go deal with Beetlejuice. But none of all of that was done. One at a time. Yeah, you know, one at a time. Separately, sort of. one at a time. We fi- yeah. we finished one problem. We moved on to the next one. Yeah, you died a few times along the way, but you learned how to get through to the next challenge. But this one, we're introduced to a bunch. Well, not immediately, but 
throughout the course it of the first four or five on episodes. One on top of each other, yeah. yeah. You have the the shit going on at the mansion. You have you know obviously the people in the village you know, just outside of the mansion as well. Um, you have the people in the sanctuary. You have Garfield, who is this fucking wild card, and you never know what he's going to fucking do. Um, the you fucking have the, rabbit. Yeah, uh, the, the fucking rabbits, the which, rabbits. I mean, great I love, Monty Python reference. I love the design <laughs> of the rabbits, and I just love the that death scene. That scene was... Uh, ooh. That was a brutal death scene. But um, And then you also have... Um, the, the thing with the witches, like, I mean, all of this is going on simultaneously yes. and Subaru is trying to deal with all of it. And so I have a feeling I can tell you what I want to happen. I want him to come. I want fucking I want Subaru to fucking become a pragmatist because that's I think that's the only way he gets through this. He has to realize that some people need to die like permanently. It's it, it, I, I, think I absolutely it be- love how this. I don't really care that if Subaru like grows because I I don't I'm there's nothing he can do I swear it for me to like him <laughs> I think it would just be more interesting for him to find a creative solution to make this work, but whatever. I'm sure that's what's gonna happen. There's just a part of me like all of this could have been solved like the fir- I think the second time you got you know reborn reincarnated whatever you want to call it um, when they went back to the mansion they should he should have just let Rem and Beatrice die that would have solved so many problems. Rem and Be- but he can't. Rem is like one of his top priorities. Make her not a priority. What does she do for you at this point? Nothing. She's in a fucking cold. Nah, come on. What are you on about? I don't like Rim. Actually, if if anything, the first episode of this of the second season reinforced my belief that Rim is just annoying. I'm very I'm very glad she's in a coma. I'm Damn. not going to be You're a not part taking of this the discussion. Bait. Not taking the bait. <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not even a big Rim fan, but I'm not doing this. Although sounds like communist propaganda, Natai. Dude, I, I'm with the kid now. I don't, I don't care about yeah, communism Kidna anymore. Is, Fuck that. Mm, Echidna is all you need. Now, before before we move on, and uh, because we have been talking for a while now, I do think we really need to talk about the witches, mm. because I think that was like a very big part of this season, just getting to know the different witches. Yeah. And I was surprised that we got to meet all of them by the end of this core. I mean, honestly, none of them left an impact other than uh, greed. No, I'm not. Sh- I'm not trying to say like they like. They, okay, let me <laughs> let me re- rephrase it. The witches are a, a sort of a core part of this world. I mean, it is like we stated. Yes, Stella ate the, all of the different witches, and there was something going on there. So slowly getting to know them was like, and we still don't know enough. Honestly, Akina is the only one we sort of know her motivation. Not really. So we still, but we were introduced to to all of them, which mm-hmm. to me was a surprise. I was surprised that by the end of this call we met all of them. I mean, okay. You know? Some, I will okay, say, I will say I they all they're... had really nice character designs. No, I was about to say... Yes. Okay, I disagree. The character designs are definitely memorable, but they're just too much. They're too much. <laughs> they nah, look the, like the magical girls. They do not look scary. I was going to say, some of them look like they're circus performers. They do! I don't understand. <laughs> like, this is not... Like, compared to their archbishops, where, which are actually fucking terrifying, how are they following these fucking I don't know divas? if they're going for a terrifying design. Well, Akina's like... terrifying, and so is Envy, the two main witches but, okay, that are relevant to the plot. Okay, but Akina doesn't have a terrifying design. Yes, she, I, I personally think she does. She's, like, full goth, plus she like she's very clearly pretend. But she has nice. a butterfly. Huh? She has a butterfly as a pin. 
She's okay. Her cutesy parts are very <laughs> wow. like pretend to me. They're very fake. Yeah, but it's still great. Yes, I love it. But <laughs> I, it's a good design. It's a good, scary, creepy design. Um, I don't like the designs of the other witches. They're too. They're stupid. I can't take them seriously. Also, also shout outs to the voice actress of of uh, the witch of uh, Gluttony, Daphne, because it's the, it's Yu Yu Igahama, and I never would have known I would have wanted that voice actress to sound like that. So shout outs to her. Um, okay, I will I say know. I, I do really... kind of like sloth. <laughs> <laughs> She's your, she's your, she's your spiritual twin. Oh yeah. I really enjoyed the interactions between all of the witches. Obviously, there's a lot of shit going on between them, but the thing that was that by the end of this court that really stuck with me was Satala being kind of not a monster to some extent. How she's like talking to Subaru and he's like, "Please save like." love yourself, please save me. And that, that sort of pleading to him wasn't, well, was very, so the first time we met her proper was honestly when she took over uh, Emilia. And that whole scene was also like really great. I love the sound design of the scene where she's pretty much just keeps telling, I love you, I love you, I love you. That whole scene was terrific. That was I love a great it. I love scene, the sound yeah. design. Love it. If yeah, nothing else, incredible. it taught me how to say I love you in, in, in Japanese. <laughs> sure. Okay, uh, like... But, uh, I am kind of disappointed in the reveal of Satella. Like, okay, when she was first revealed, I really liked her because she was creepy as fuck. But, like, overall, her uh, reveal in the full season, like, I don't know her personality at all, which is not good for for the main villain of the... Like, I know more about Echidna, and, like, Echidna's a better (laughs) villain than the Witch of Envy because I know nothing about the Witch of Envy. Because because we honestly, we don't know enough about Satella, and I think that's... like we never knew this. Obviously, there's more going on that we are, than we know for sure. Because it seemed from the interaction between the witches that some of them were kind of on the side of Satella instead of like being like sort of in agreement with Echidna. Because in a, like, by the way, another great thing: Echidna's speech where she pretty much is like, "Yes, I want to know everything about." anything that is possible i mean you can use me if you if that lets me know even more you can love me you can hate me anything about that i just want to know everything in that scene she pretty much we know that she's like the main or the biggest antagonist of this arc by far and there's obviously tension between the witches themselves but not to the extent that we thought of because up until now again we knew we knew that satala according to legends she Ate all of the other witches, so supposedly there was something going on there. But then we got to the the witches' tea party and that whole scene between them, and it doesn't seem as like that clear the alliances between all of them. Like some of them were were telling Subaru, yeah, you should side with the kid, and some of them were telling him, no, don't take the deal, don't like make a pact with her. It's not gonna do you any good, you know. I do. So there's obviously a lot we still don't know, and I'm curious. I, I do. I do like the fact that. Um, the final episode, uh, well, and part of the next to last episode, shows you that the witches themselves aren't like this uh, unified, monolithic, antagonistic force all allied yeah. against Subaru and what he's trying to do. That they all in- they have their individual like desires and wants and you know things like that. I did like that. I do think that uh, them, the introduction of Satella or at least 
I mean, she's already been introduced, but I mean, you know what I mean? Actually seeing her interact with other people besides Subaru. I, I don't know. I don't, I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, like I know what you're saying, Nita, we haven't got to know her yet. We might get to know her later. Um, but I, and I really need to get to know her later because, yeah, um, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. The villain needs to have a personality or else like that's like that is the biggest like part of, you know, a narrative that you need to have give the villain a proper personality. Otherwise, it's just going to be a really it's going to really be really boring, I think. For sure. For sure. I, I'm definitely with you on that. I just I, I really I'm just really intrigued because so far we like the satellite the the satellite we saw taking over Emilia's body and the satellite we saw in the I guess uh, the the uh, world I guess mm. they are very different satellites you know and I'm am curious to see like and and the hook for me was that moment where she's like pleading him to sort of love himself as a person and like that whole like I was like okay this is like I I want to know where this is going because this is definitely going for something different from what i expected also you know you know i found it hard to like get on board with satella when i don't know why she loves subaru why subaru like what i don't know i don't know but i want to know i will say (laughs) part of the reason i didn't like the fact that she got as much screen time as she did was because i like i one of the things i liked about her in the first season was that she was like this enigmatic force like you didn't know like this this presence that is so uh malevolent and like over everyone you know it's there but you don't know anything about it it's like this unknowable evil force i mean that made it really enigmatic and like mysterious and it lost that with her like being introduced and talking and saying all these things like love yourself subaru all right thanks for the fucking cliche yeah i totally agree i don't know if it's a fucking cliche considering the entirety of the season so far he's just been throwing his life away trying to save everyone else natai what's one of the oldest cliches in the world that you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else let me let me okay it's like sure it's a cliche but in the context of a show that is its main character is literally killing himself over and over in, in just to save everyone else with no regards to his own health and and just you know emotional stability because almost every other episode in this fucking season he almost cracks i think that's kind of even though it might be a cliche for this in this context it works it's like a very powerful statement for him you're right which kind of lends credence to something i said earlier he should fucking sacrifice people so he doesn't have to worry about them I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know. We'll see. We still have a half a season and half an arc to see what the fuck is going to happen because that's, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. That's another reason that I just don't like Subaru because I just don't agree with his motivations to save everyone. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't either. He should be way more, and especially considering all the, the shit that he's been through and all the deaths and all the things he should have learned by now, he should have become way more pragmatic. And he, if he did, he would realize it's so much easier to get get through some of this shit like it's a numbers game like you want to save amelia all right sacrifice i don't know the people of the village and the uh at the the mansion you want to save uh you know it's really fucking easy to say that but when you're a person and you care about other people and people and you're told okay choose between all these different people that you like 
I don't understand why he likes uh, all these different people. All I don't either. It's like some of these. I, now, I will say one thing I'm not entirely clear on, and it, I think part of that Who is because of how like, many times he's honestly. died and been reborn. I don't know how much time has passed since he actually got transported to this world. I want to say it feels like it's been a couple maybe. of months, maybe four or five months. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But I mean, I, I would be. I, people might say I'm heartless, but. I would be way more pragmatic be the about first time. these things than, than Subaru was because I, I tell people this all the time and they think I'm a fucking raging psychopath. Like, if it came down to it and I had to kill both of my parents to save 10,000 people, I'd kill my parents. Okay, but his character is like an emotional person who is connected to people like around him. Like, I mean, that's the whole challenge that they're facing him with this season. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah, I, I just, I think if he attacked it from a more pragmatic uh, point of view, he would he wouldn't suffer anywhere near as much as he does. And that's my biggest issue with Subaru, which I think is also something that, uh, or one of the things that show doesn't like about him. I just can't understand. Like going back to the beginning, you meet this random lady and then you risk your life like 5 million times for her. Why? Who in their right mind would do that? And then he just continues to do it. It just doesn't make sense to me. And that's the whole basis of his character, risking his life for people. He just meets randomly like okay i don't understand why you're so hell-bent on saving all these people that you've just met we're talking we've been talking for over an hour yeah i know Uh, Um, i I, I, I do i do agree with i do agree with show it's such a weird motivation i mean i guess you could say it kind of plays into the fact that he was this useless piece of shit in the real world and he's in this new world it's like i should make a change all right well you've made a change (sighs) by being the same fucking person I'm not gonna defend this right now. <laughs> I think I think the best I'm not thing going to, do, to defend this right now. I, I really want to, but for the sake of of us and John editing the podcast, we're gonna move on. Yeah, I know. Now, we don't want we don't want to make uh, this too long. We do we, need to we do need to move on. I I do want to. But talk this about is why this is why this show is really is so fucking good because there's so much to talk about. There honestly. is. We could talk like, for three we, or four hours about this. But yeah, I, I do want to say uh, props to this season for taking. One of the most re- completely obscure characters from the first season, and making him a recurring regular, like secondary character in Otto. Otto, Otto my boy. Yeah, my boy. Otto, my boy. <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, oh, I like him. <laughs> I was genuinely surprised how much I liked him by the end. Also, of the good to know he's hella gay for Subaru. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. All that right, scene, so, no, that scene where he's like, no, no, hey, I'm taking, no, 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 no I'm not up. doing this, no, I'm not you. doing this. I just want to say this, that scene where he's like, yeah, I kind of like you, Subaru, it's exactly the same scene as when Felix bites Subaru's ear. It's the exact same scene. Anyway, uh, right before I go to bed, there's a really important question we need to answer. Hmm. Maybe it's two two questions. Is it a good follow-up? This second season so far, we still haven't seen the entirety of it, and was it worth the wait? I'll let Show, show. Go first. Well, a lot of the problems I had with the first season didn't happen in the second season. There wasn't no stupid comedy, no stupid meta jokes, um, and I feel like the plot and the scripting and everything was much more tighter and much uh, to the point, much more to the point. There's a lot of good things that happened. Um, I really liked the season. There was a really good standout, uh, like, uh, monologues and dialogue. 
and I loved the new characters and all the new interactions. Um, I didn't know that I wanted a second season, but now that I have it, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely glad that I have it. And I realized that I really did want a second season. Um, so I guess it was worth the wait and it is a good follow up. I liked it better than the first season just because, um, there wasn't as much bullshit. (laughs) Um, Alex, what about you? Well, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot less comedy. There are some lighthearted moments, but I wouldn't say it delves into the realm of absolute comedy. Like there were scenes in the first season. So show's definitely right about that. Um, I like the fact that it feels like we're learning more about the world. There was a lot of world building in this uh, season, a lot of exposition, a lot of dialogue uh, between characters. I did like almost all of the new characters that got introduced. Um, we haven't even talked about all of them. That's the crazy I know thing. that's the crazy thing. Uh, I I do think that because we get introduced to brand new characters, every other episode, it seems like, um, the the story is running the risk of just just throwing characters at us for the sake of being overly complex. I really hope it doesn't come to that. Um, I really hope we're not just getting new characters for the sake of getting new characters. Um, is it a good follow-up to the first season, at least from what we've seen so far? I would say it's as good as the first season, in my opinion. Okay. That's fair. I to I mean to to put it pretty simply, I gave the first season of ReZero an eight out of ten. I gave the first half of the second season an eight out of ten. I'm personally, I came into this season with some expectations, but honestly, so far this second season blows every expectation I had out of the water. I've been having a great time coming back into this world and these characters and just enjoying this like really awesome story. Hmm. And I'm, I still haven't rated this half. I'm just like with Attack on Titan. I'm waiting for the second half to arrive. And then by the end of it, I'll give it a rating. But so far, I have a very strong feeling this might become a favorite of mine. Because this mm. season has been really just incredible to me. I've been enjoying every single aspect of it. Just, just I just wish I could have seen the OP more often. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, so yeah, I've, I've been You're a not going to have time. that happen. Yeah, but I've been... It's been... Fucking wild ride, and I can't wait for January to come already. I just need it. Yeah, I, I mean, need it. it's gonna have one less episode because it's listed at 25 episodes, so it'll only have 12 episodes yeah. in the second half. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Is anyone gonna take bets on whether the final episode will be an hour long? Because I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it'll be an hour long fi- finale. I doubt it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. That's a pretty good that, way to sum it up. Yeah. Um, but what? So, do you think it's worth the? Do you think the the wait was worth it though? Because we had to wait four and a half years. I mean, personally, yeah, I, I I'm okay, okay with it. Be, like honestly, yeah. To be honest, I wasn't even expecting a sequel because I, same. It anime same. never gets but by a the sequel. time it arrived. I was like, yeah. That's that's the thing though, because we've talked about this, and we may actually end up doing an episode of the podcast about it at some point. About so the, the first season of ReZero came out at a time when anime weren't really getting a whole lot of sequel series. I mean, you were lucky. Sequels if you got, were more expect- exceptions to the rule. They were, yeah, they were the exceptions and not the rule. And now, after you know four or five years after it's come out, that's 
not really the case anymore. Yeah, you still have seasonal anime, but there are way more anime now that are getting second, third, fourth seasons that we never would have seen in the past. So I think that ReZero, the first season of ReZero, came out like right on the cusp of that. And I think had the first season come out maybe a year and a half, two years later, maybe even back in like 2018, we might have gotten the second season a lot faster. Maybe, but also like, like, don't take my word for it because I have I'm not keeping up with the light novels at all. But I, maybe there's a chance that they were waiting for this arc to end because it is such a long arc. I mean, I don't know honestly. Maybe I I, really I, don't, know. I don't read the light novel. I mean, I read the first two volumes and then I realized that I hate the author's writing style. Um, it's literally garbage. <laughs> so I mean, kudos to White Fox. You have somehow taken what I deem to be absolutely garbage source material and turned it into a fantastic anime. Um, anyone who reads the light novels? I don't know this person. I'm not related to him in any shape or form. Uh, just... I'm just... Listen, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying I don't like the author's writing style. Sure. <laughs> you don't want to touch that anyway. with a 10-foot pole, do you? Thank you, Alder, for dropping in to listen to us. Uh, check the description below to find links to uh, to our Twitch, uh, social media, Discord, whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, we have a bunch of li- uh, links there. Uh, check out our merch store and our field links as well. Any purchase there will really help us out. And with that, I have been your host, Nitai, and we will see you next time. Say goodnight, everyone. Ah! Oh, God, no. <laughs> I just want to say I can't wait for March to come around because that's when I get my echidna figure. It's going to be fucking amazing. Hey, about that time we'll be doing part two of this. See? See? You know, I just realized I got to take my fucking score back. This this season had a distinct lack of Felix. Two out of ten. Who's Felix? Fuck you. (laughs) You know why? what's what's the only reason I remember Felix? Because Hanukkah was voicing him. Ayy. Ayy. <laughs>